welcome to episode 21 of Getting Real About. In today's episode, Haley and Steph are getting real about sticky friendships. They talk about setting boundaries and when it's time to have a hard conversation with a friend. They'll touch on drama, the unspoken pick aside, and navigating friendships with those who have different views and beliefs. All right, ladies, it's time to get real. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Getting Real About. My name is Haley and I am a youth pastor at Gold Creek Community Church. I've been married for four years to my husband, Jacob. And this January, we had our first baby boy, Callum. He was, fun fact, supposed to be due on Christmas and came nine days later, January 3rd. So that's been so fun. That was a whole nother story I got to talk about on another podcast about being an expecting mom. But today I am here with a friend, Stephanie. And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Stephanie Royball and I'm married to my husband, Dominic. We have three kids. We're a blended family. So we have Cameron and Bianca are 20. Alexa is 17. <clears throat> Been coming to Gold Creek since 2010 or 2009. Um, Dominic came first. And when we met, he we came as a family and yeah, just enjoyed getting to know people here and yeah. thankful to be here today talking about some fun topics. Yes, we are. So speaking of that, we are getting real about sticky friendships mm-hmm. and let, we'll just start off with like, what is a sticky friendship? Because that can kind of, people are like, what, what, is, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. So Steph, what do you think? How do you define a sticky friendship? What pops in my mind right away is a sticky friendship is something like you meet someone they want to be friends with you. They pursue you and you're just not really feeling the connection Mm -hmm. or you have a friend who you enjoy being with, but they always kind of want to talk about negative stuff, complain about the husband, complain about the kids. And it's okay once in a while, but after a while you're like, Oh, I don't have the energy to hang out with that person because they're draining me. So things like that, things that people just don't, um, make me feel uplifted and encouraged. And I get that there's, you know, time in every relationship for, um, you know, real talk, but that just comes to my mind when I think of sticky friendship, just those instances. Totally. And they can, I mean, sometimes they just spur out of a really positive friendship and Mm -hmm. it can be a season that you're going through that you kind of have to evaluate, okay, what kind of friend do I need to be to this person? Do I need to step out of that? And so if you're listening and you are going through a situation with a friend that you're not sure how to tackle, we're going to be talking about that. How do you begin to have those conversations? What does it mean to maybe step out of that friendship? And ultimately, how do we cut the drama? Mm-hmm. Because I know both of us were talking prior to this and saying we are not drama people and nobody really wants to be because that can be very draining like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And it can come from any age, really. Like I mentioned, I work with, I'm a youth pastor, so I work with teenagers, high schoolers to be specific. So I see a lot of that. And how do I, as a leader, come alongside of them and help out friendships? As an adult, we see those kinds of things. And sometimes you might be speaking into somebody else's life and a friendship that they're going through. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to begin by just saying, how do we deal with these things as Christians. We both go to church. And um, how do you deal with that from your belief side of things? Mm -hmm. I think a good thing to do if you have a friendship that's in a season of negativity or just kind of bringing you down, I would think that you can just 
change the perspective. I think that a fresh set of eyes on a situation is so important. I have a really good friend of mine who I'll be chatting with her and then the next day or even that same day, I'll get a little scripture and she's, and she'll say things like, you know, dang Satan, he is just really wanting us to be at odds with our yeah. spouse. And here's what I like to pray on. And I love that about her. Like if I have an issue that I really want a new perspective, I will bring it to her because yeah. I know that about her now. So just that changing perspectives, giving a fresh set of eyes and just listening and maybe not letting them go down a path that could be, you know, detrimental to their relationship or what situation they're in. Yeah, no, that's huge to have somebody in your life that you can go back and forth between and that uplifts you with scripture Mm -hmm. and prayer. I've realized just in the past few years, especially being married, because my husband is that for me, but also to have friends outside of your marriage that Mm -hmm. can do that for you is huge. And I think you like nailed it on the head with recognizing when the enemy is trying to be present Mm -hmm. in any relationship and friendship. I always tell my teenagers, I don't want, I don't like giving the Satan any ground, like any time to talk about him because I don't think he deserves it. True. But to recognize when he's trying to get that Mm airtime and say, shut it down. Yep. Immediately. That's huge. And so maybe that's where, if you're listening, maybe that's what you need right now is somebody who can call that out in your life or maybe you need to start recognizing, okay, is this the enemy speaking? Because I know God doesn't want this to be a part of my life. Mm-hmm. And start talking about those kind of things, address that topic. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there are different moments there. It, it can be different things that come up and um, whether it's you need to start setting boundaries with friends or just nip things in the bud. I remember, and it was a very brief thing. It wasn't necessarily with any specific friend, but a few years back, I found myself being really negative just in my thoughts and the things that I was saying. And it were little things, but I noticed it affecting my attitude. At the end of the day, I was just grumpy and I like, I don't like this feeling. And I realized it was conversations that I would be having with other people. And it can be so easy to start saying like, oh, so-and-so did this. This is really bothering me. And I decided one day, okay, you know what? If I start talking negatively or if somebody else starts talking negatively, I need to walk away from the situation. Mm -hmm. And that started happening. And I just, I did, I walked away. I said, I'm sorry, this isn't a happy conversation. I'm trying to be happy right now. Good for you. And I walked away. And when does that ever happen? Where you're like, okay, okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's happening. And I noticed a huge difference. I've had to do that a few times now. And I don't necessarily always say it out loud, like I'm walking away from Mm -hmm. you, but I check myself because we can so easily, it's not always a friend's or the other person's fault. It can be our fault as well. And uh, I need to say, okay, this is a boundary I'm setting for myself. Have you ever had to do similar things? Well, yeah. And if you have that perspective, like I've, I can hear myself saying things, or if someone in my family will say, Hey, we want to do da da da. I might want to, I might talk negatively. Well, I'm not really sure. And I'm catching myself doing that now. So then if I hear myself talking negatively or, you know, someone comes to me and they want, they're excited about something and I'm like going to poo poo it for whatever reason, because I'm in that space or I'm in that mood, I hear myself. And I think that if we can recognize in ourselves what we sound like, and like you said, if someone is going to be gossiping about someone else and I'm, my friends and I were having a conversation recently about gossip. I have a teenage daughter, well, she's 20, she's in college and she has been in some conversations with her roommates where they're all kind of talking about each other. Well, they've come to her and said that she's gossiping. So her and I sat down and we really had to talk about gossip because 
what is gossip? And Mm -hmm. I told her, I said, I don't believe you're gossiping with ill intent because you were talking about how you felt in a situation. Regardless, that other person wasn't there. It was another roommate, but it was actually your experience. I feel like you're talking about, you know, oh, well, she left her dishes in the sink. Now that's gossiping because that's not really affecting you. It's annoying (laughs) you, but it's not affecting you. And so that's gossip when you're talking about someone who's not there. So recognizing these things, learning about them, and then helping other people change their perspective is huge in relationship building. And I also encourage, you know, I'm very... um, I, I say I'm confrontational and I think that is such a bad connotation because I I like to have hard conversations. Yeah, I don't even know here. why. I, I don't know why. Well, that's why they put us together yeah, today. So true. We're going to talk some <laughs> truth today. But um, I like to find the, the solution. I like to ask somebody, have I offended you because you're acting this way? I'm actually, I like and I'm okay with getting the real truth back. Like, yes, you've hurt my feelings or whatever. Not many people are like that. And I understand, but if you can have conversations and change perspectives and bring to light what is bothering you, then it's going to further the relationship to either be grow or to be kind of like what I like to call an at school friend, (laughs) someone that you just are friends with at school and that can be at work or whatever, but they don't do life with you. And that's another type of friendship that I think we all have. And they're all very important. Yeah. So yeah, you have to have different levels of friendship. And Mm -hmm. I, with that always have, I make sure to have a friend or sometimes it's a couple friends, but that they are my safe space. Very important. Like you're saying, you know, I'm able to go to them and express, this is how I'm feeling in this situation Mm -hmm. with this person and knowing that I'm the same for them, but it is a safe spot that the conversation is not going to go beyond that room beyond those people and they're able to speak truth and Mm -hmm. say sometimes they can call me out on it and say Haley you know what like okay now you're just talking about them because you're irritated with a small thing that they did or they can say hey have you thought about having a conversation with them or sometimes all you need to hear is I'm sorry that you you're feeling that way and Mm -hmm. that you're experiencing that it's so important to have a friend like that Mm -hmm. because they can call you out on it and they can either tell you, I think it's just maybe how you're feeling, maybe the time of life that you're in, you're, you've been a little bit off, you've been negative, mm-hmm. or they can walk you through that season when it is hard and difficult for you. Mm-hmm. And so definitely to have, I always encourage people, find your person. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a couple people and that's okay, but not every person that you're friends with is that person. That's what I was going to say. And make sure too, that the person you're calling your safe person and probably someone you've had a relationship with for a long time, Mm -hmm. but if their maturity isn't at the same level you are, or there, I feel like women or people Mm -hmm. doesn't need to be actually women, but just in general, if we have a safe person, what if that person then goes and talks to somebody else? And then all of a sudden you look like you're this bad person because you've talked about a situation where you really just wanted some clarity. So there's that kind of thing too. So I just, you know, and especially the younger girls, I feel like if they, like I told my daughter, I go, be very, very careful who you choose to to trust Mm -hmm. until you really know that you can. And I think this with her roommate situation going on, there's been some of that and who she thought was her safe person actually it wasn't. Mm, And so it is hard. And so um, it's just a learning lesson. And it's just one of those things where you kind of pick it up and you move it on. And I told her, I said, everything is for a season to learn right? We just have to use it to learn, but just to caution of, you know, who that safe person is and are they really my safe person? Yeah. And so if they, moving on from that, if they don't end up being your safe person and you find that out, sometimes it's the hard way. Mm -hmm. 
sometimes you have to step away from that friendship. And that is, I think, the hardest thing that we deal with at any age is having to cut somebody out of your life. Because especially as Christians, we Mm -hmm. are called to love our neighbor. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we don't think by stepping away, that doesn't, how does that show the love of Jesus? What, because we're walking away from them and it, it does more good by doing that sometimes. But have you had to do that with friends and step away from that friendship? Yeah, I have. I, I, um, had a friend for many years and she was continuing to be in what I thought was an abusive relationship, emotionally abusive mm-hmm. and had a child with this person. And, um, you know, I just told her, I said, I, I care about you so much. I can't sit around and, and watch you be, uh, no, I don't want to say abuse. That's such a, I don't, I don't want to say that, but I don't want to watch you go through this struggle mm-hmm. with this person. And I said, it's hard for me to be a friend to you. So we did step away from each other. We ended up, you know, reconnecting at a later date. We ran into each other at the gym one time and it was like nothing had happened. It was fine. Yeah. Um, but I do think that that is um, something that you just have to almost be honest with. And I know like right now this culture is so like ghosting and I'm just not going to talk to this yeah. person. I'm just going to block them. And I know that's the easy way to do, but then you're putting yourself up, up for, oh my gosh, I don't want to run into this person. But it's where you have a hard conversation and let's say you have a safe person and they spilled the beans on something. Let's say that was the scenario. And then so you could go to that person and you could say, I really trusted you. And I really felt that um, you were my safe person. And I found out that you weren't. And that's really hurtful for me. So, um, you know, it's going to affect our friendship or whatever, because I always feel like, and I told this to my kids too, you don't have to burn bridges. You really don't. You just have to take the information that you've gotten now. Okay. I'm not going to go deep with that person. I can say, hello. I can say, I can say, how are you? And I can genuinely care, but I'm not going to go there with that person. That's not my, that's not my person. That's not my safe, my safe place to talk about. And that's okay. I mean, Mm -hmm. sometimes that happens and we find out the hard way, but just knowing that and not having to have a big, you know, breakup about it or some drama, just pull yourself away from that relationship and just don't go deep with them anymore. Yeah. You know, and it can be as simple as that, really. Yeah. And to know that it's okay to go to bat for yourself. Like, Absolutely. You can be your biggest you cheerleader to. and yeah. recognize when things are affecting you mm-hmm. negatively. You have to do those things and you do have to have hard conversations. I, uh, my, one of my favorite books about this, it's called Crucial Conversations and I did not get the author, but I read this in a leadership class we have at Gold Creek Church. And it was my favorite part of that leadership class that we did because I was really challenged to start having hard conversations and not just have them, but recognize Mm -hmm. when they need to be done. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing because once you recognize it, you're like, okay, we got to schedule this. We're going to, sometimes the hardest part is to recognize and you can kind of just walk past and think, this is how my friendship is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I don't feel great all the time when I leave this person. But this book really helped me do those things and um, at work as well, because like you were saying, the levels of friendships that you have, you know, at work, you can have, you can get along with everybody or maybe you don't get along with everybody wherever you're at, Mm -hmm. but crucial conversations have to happen there as well. And all the different areas of my life, I thought it was really helpful. So again, it's called Crucial Conversations. I would recommend reading it if you are in a situation where you're like this is a sticky friendship in Mm -hmm. my life Mm -hmm. um but i have had similar experiences of having to step away and 
like you, I ended up reconnecting with these friends. But what I just, I hate, I'm going to say it, I hate is texting the like technology that we have right now. It can be so great and so fun, Mm -hmm. but I've seen it affect teenagers. And I've also had it affect my friendships as well, because we can hide behind the screen and it's so easy to do that. And I'm not a fan of it because Yes, you can have a conversation over a text, but one, you can't read tone. So right. I always say, do not mm-hmm. have a hard conversation over text. If you have to do it over the phone and you can hear their voice, that's better. But then you also get to this place where you do want to, you're like, oh, but when I see them next, it's going to be so awkward mm-hmm. because we didn't actually have that conversation face to face. We weren't either able to end it like, okay, this is how we feel and know how we feel. It's just like, we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And that's what was happening is a friend of mine kept saying like, oh, we should get together. And oh, I really miss you. And vice versa. Some of it was on me as well. But I kept finally I was said, you know what? I haven't had any sort of feeling that you actually want to reach out. And like I keep hearing that you miss me and that you want to extend this friendship that's all I'm hearing. I'm not getting anything else from you. And it's a little bit draining. And I had people express that as well. Like, what do you do when you're the only person reaching out Mm -hmm. or you feel like you do have to put some effort into the friendship. And so I just kind of nipped that in the bud and said, if you want to reach out, this is great. Um, this is when I'm available. If not, I have to move on because I do have things happening. And it was a hard, hard conversation. It was a friendship that I had had since high school and I mean, nobody walks away feeling super great after a hard conversation. Right. Since then we've reconnected and both put in effort, Mm -hmm. but I ended up calling that person and said, we are adults we can have this conversation over Mm -hmm. the phone and it can be hard to hear those words. Yeah. But you do have to. Yeah. Well, and it pays off because we go through so many seasons of our life. And I think if somebody were saying to me, Hey, we should get together. I have a friend of mine that will say, great. How about Tuesday at 10? I can come over for coffee. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's just get it. Let's just get it done. Because the back and forth, I think we all have really good intentions. And it's like, you know, um, we have, like you said, different layers of friends and some people that we just, we can stop by their house because, because it's that comfortable. Or we have some people that we do have to schedule. We have some people we see once every six months. I have a best friend since we were 12 years old and we see each other a couple times a year. We're very intentional about having girls weekends and we have an absolute blast and we've had our ups and downs. Um, we, she was hard on me when I was going through a single, I was a single mom and just going through some trauma and she was kind of hard on me mm-hmm. in a loving way. And I tried to break up with her. It wasn't, she wasn't happening. And of course yeah. we're, still, we're still friends, but that's how you know she's a best friend. <laughs> literally. But so you have those different friends. Like for instance, like when I think about your mom, Stacy mm-hmm. Philpot, I love her. She is just, when I see her, she smiles. She, she's just a neat person. I've had coffee with her a couple of times and I wouldn't say that we're in the same social circle, but I think of her as a special friend. A yeah. special person to me. And there's all kinds of people. There's people that you you just adore, but you don't spend a lot of time with. There's people that you do life with. There's people that you are at school friends who we don't really do life with, but we would be there for them. Yes. We care about them. Definitely. But I feel like just in like a dating relationship, it's chemistry. And sometimes you meet someone and you instantly click. And I had that happen with me a couple summers ago. My husband has a friend and he brought his wife and we ended up meeting and we were like, 
we do a lot of things together now. We're like really similar and um, she's very sassy and I just get her and um, it's been a lot of fun. But then I've also met people that are like, you know, there wasn't probably a super great chemistry. Not that I didn't care about them or like them, but the friendship was just kind of like, if we see each other when it happens, it's fine, but we're not putting in the effort. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, I totally and I don't get think it. people should feel bad about that. Yeah. I if was it's not your person. Yeah. That it's okay to have friends that you have to calendar them in. Totally. Because life is busy, yep. especially if you have families or at work or whatever it may be. Life happens mm-hmm. and it's not always possible for people to just pop in. Right. You do have those people, but... And you don't, don't want everyone just popping in. Exactly. You want someone popping in when you're in your robe and you're having your first cup of coffee. Not everybody. Right. You know, <laughs> definitely. But then you have people that you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sick. I'm going to go sore throat, but come over anyway, because you just know they're going to bring you, you know, soup or something, but nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. And well, that's what this friend that I was just talking about. We ended up realizing like the best way for our friendship to thrive and be successful is when we're together in person to then schedule the next time mm-hmm. we're going to be together. Now, have there been moments where we're like, oh my goodness, something came up or I totally forgot that I had this. Can we reschedule? Yes, it happens. But we, in that moment right then, we don't say, okay, yeah, we'll plan it later. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, let's look at the next time that we have available because you do have to be intentional you if do. you want something to work in that way. But that's nothing to feel bad about because yeah. that's you know what's going to work best for you Mm -hmm. and how you're going to have a positive friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you were mentioning my mom, she, I've always been so impressed. She has a girl's supper club that they meet once a month. Their birthdays fall around at the same time. And so they every year go on a girl's birthday trip and they have stuck to it. I think they just celebrated their 10 year anniversary. Mm -hmm. So great. I love that. Yeah. I saw the pictures. They were intentional about saying this is important to us. Yeah. So we're going to schedule that. Mm -hmm. If it's important to you, you will schedule it. And it's okay. If like you said, their friends, you're like, if I see them, I see them and we have a good time, but I don't need to have an extra time. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And you don't need to put it on the calendar, but it's also okay. I've had friends. I'm looking at my calendar. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be like next month. And they're like, it's okay. I mean, that's three weeks away and it's going to go by fast anyway. So at least it's on the calendar. It's okay. It doesn't have to be next week. It doesn't have to be the week after. It can be in a month. Just be intentional about your time and for the the friendships that are, you know, not sticky. Yeah, definitely. And if you have a friend that lives in another state, I want my best friend from middle school. She has moved around. Her husband is in the Air Force. So- Mm. He's got to be stationed different places. They just went to Alaska, but we have been so intentional about talking on the phone or having Marco Polo. If you don't have that, that's like a great way. It's greater than Snapchat. You can record as long as you want. And sometimes she can make like a 40 minute Marco Polo. I'll just play it like while I'm doing laundry and she's just updating me on what's going on. You could also FaceTime. FaceTime. Yes. FaceTime is so good. It's so great. And saying, okay, we can still make this work just because Mm -hmm. somebody moves away. Don't let that, and they're a good person in your life. Don't let go of that. Yeah, for sure. I think that's huge. For sure. Um, I did want to talk about from a teenager side of things, what I see a lot is again, the texting, Mm -hmm. but they are at an age where they are still learning. I mean, we're all still learning, but they haven't been forced to have hard conversations really, especially when they were quarantined, I think that did a lot of damage to them socially. Mm-hmm. And when 
by when we started to come back, I started to see that a little affecting them more and more. And one girl, she had come up to me and just moved into high school. And, you know, that middle school age, it's just awkward. It's I tough. say, no, it doesn't like help anybody going right. through middle school. <laughs> they come into high school and she had expressed, you know what? I think this person, I was really good friends with her before. I think she hates me now. And I said, well, have you talked to this person? And she said, well, no. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, well, let's go talk to this person. Let's have an in-person conversation. And she's like, right now? We're going to do that right now. Yes, they're here. We're going to do this. And I just said, hey, this is how she's feeling. Is this true? She's feeling left out by you. And of course, no, that's not how it was. She's like, I'm so sorry. That's not my intentions at all. And that can be the case for adults as well. If you don't, if you're feeling a certain way, you need to bring it to the other person's attention Mm -hmm. because they may not be intending for you to feel that way whatsoever. And if you go to them and say, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. Let's hope that they apologize. That sometimes that's all it takes. Like, I'm sorry you felt that way. Mm -hmm. That's not how I meant. And you move on. Well, and typically it probably isn't even about the other person. There's something going on in their life so mm-hmm. that you could even come alongside and even, you don't even have to make it about you. You could say, hey, I haven't heard from you for a while. You've been kind of quiet. Is everything okay? Yeah. I'm here for you. Something like that. And if it is something that maybe you've offended them or whatever, hopefully they would tell you. But teenagers, I feel like they come from being little, right? Elementary yeah. school, middle school. It's kind of awkward. And, you know, helicopter moms, I w- I'll say I was one. If Bianca had an issue with a friend, I'm I'm right in there to help her yeah. out, you know, call the other mom. What can we do? Whatever. That's not doing this kids any service. What I've learned from my older kids now is we didn't have our kids be uncomfortable very much. So they're not used to being uncomfortable, especially with someone that they don't know. I mean, yeah. or, or someone that they're not like a family member, like, yeah. a, like a friend. So, you know, having them, encouraging them to have that conversation was amazing because you set, you taught those two young women now to have conversations and the girl can have confidence next time going to a friend because it wasn't about her. And typically it's not about you. I mean, people have so much going on, especially Mm -hmm. right now, everyone's stressed out, like, you know, up to here with everything. And so I think anxiety and, you know, tempers and people's personalities are a little bit frayed. Yeah. They get and they can get in the way and remember so important to remember it's not always about you we That's can be right. very very selfish in that way but we make it about ourselves and then you fester a scenario in your head and then you see the person you might give a dirty look now because in your head you think she's mad at you for x y or z when she's like what the heck is wrong with her you know yeah and so now you've created a situation so i think the advice to just go to that person is is huge i think it's hard to do but i think it's something that hopefully you know as a youth pastor you can come alongside sounds like you are and helping them i know i help my kids do it yeah I think my kids are pretty good communicators, but you know, it's just getting it out there. Yeah. And if you're a parent and you're seeing, seeing your child or student go through these things and struggling with a friendship, I think the best thing you can do if you're like, they don't want me involved. Cause a lot of times that is the case at mm-hmm. this age where they're like, please, please don't get involved. Or if they come to tell you something and they're like, confidential don't say anything to another parent that puts you in a hard Mm -hmm. a sticky situation as a parent um but to find somebody whether it's a pastor a teacher or a leader that they can have in their life and encourage not necessarily that you're going and tattling on so and so but that you would encourage your student or leader to go to that Mm -hmm. or student or child to go to that leader in their life and say hey maybe they can walk with you through this Mm -hmm. because oftentimes bringing in that extra person that's not that doesn't have any ties to either way that can be so helpful um as adults it can be helpful just to have like a 
third person mm-hmm. witness a conversation. Not very often that, I mean, I think that's the extreme, right? But we do have to have those people. Yeah. In for our sure. life. Yeah, for sure. Um, and kind of going back to having, approaching these conversations, whether it is just, Hey, we need, I need to lay out how I'm feeling or it's going to get to the point where I need to walk away. I would say some advice going into that. And maybe you have more advice or kind of on the same lines is to, especially as a Christian to pray about it. Mm-hmm. You know, God will lay the words on your heart. Oftentimes I, especially when I'm giving a message, I say, God speak through me, but also speak to me because maybe there's something I need to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And as you approach this conversation, say them the same things, let it be your words, God. And let me feel your presence in this conversation because it's going to be a hard one mm-hmm. and you don't, hard conversations aren't meant to hurt feelings. That's not what they're there for, but they can very easily. And another thing being, if you're having a hard conversation with a friend that give them time to process it, they might not process it well right there. And then, and they might be angry and they might be sad or they might just be quiet, Mm -hmm. but to say, Hey, if you need time to process this, I totally understand. We can reconvene or tell me what you're thinking. Walk me through this. Mm -hmm. I think that's huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. To give them time. Yeah. Don't just come at them and like, just throw up all over them about your feelings. Cause you're right. They're going to have some kind of ownership in this. You would think, Yeah. but it's also too, again, like, you know, is if you've had a friendship for a long time, then it's definitely worth getting in there, figuring it out and making a solution. But sometimes, like you said, having these friendships where you've hung out a few times and this is just isn't your person. And I just don't think that we have to feel bad about that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said earlier, it's like chemistry. And if this isn't your person, then God has someone else for you. God has someone else for them. And I think your advice of praying before that is so key. And I know I'll just be honest. I forget to do that sometimes. I forget oh, to come to, I, come to him first. It's easy to say. Right? Hard to do. I, I forget to come to him first and be like, okay, I'm, I'll be really nervous. And I'll like in my mind play a scenario of how this is going to go. But I won't invite him into it at all. Mm-hmm. And it's like he needs to be a part of that because he knows the bigger picture. And if this relationship is going to flourish, you know, it, his will be done that it will. Mm-hmm. Or if it's someone that you need to be just a casual friend and you see once in a while, because sometimes it, even those casual friendships, they could, they could pick up in a year or two or six, six months. If someone really needs you or is going through a scenario and you kind of come in to help that person, it's, we have a lot of acquaintances. Yes. Not everybody has to be in your circle. Like mm-hmm. you said, not everyone's going to be your safe person. Not everyone's going to be your friend who's going to really understand you. I mean, I feel like I've had friends and I'll be talking about something and I'm pretty open. Like someone asks me how I'm doing, I'm really going to tell you. Yeah. And oh, how's the blended family or how's moving or with all the things I have going on in my life right now. And it's like, I'm really going to be honest with that. And I have, have had some friends where everything I say, they want to counter it with something like, well, did you, or sometimes you just want to like answer the question and have them listen and not, um, make me feel like I'm putting my foot in my mouth. Yeah. You ever have that experience. Definitely. You, you walk away from the conversation going, that didn't go well. Or you're actually like, what did I say? Or how did I, how did that come across? Because that wasn't like the reaction that I was, I would have thought that kind of thing. And so those kind of friendships make me uncomfortable because I never intend to be, you know, make someone feel uncomfortable or whatever, but you know what I'm saying? It's just like, they, I don't know. I feel like I put my foot in my mouth or I shouldn't have said something, you know, and I don't want friendships like that. I want friendships that I can just be, like you said, you know, real and raw and maybe they're going to turn me around and say your perspective is off or my when my my one great friend will send me a you know a scripture about something and I love that but yeah. 
it's just different situations too. It is. And seasons. Well, and to know, I mean, I don't want anyone, anyone to walk away from this thinking, oh man, maybe I'm in a sticky friendship and I didn't realize it because I'm not having hard conversations all the time. Yeah. Don't create drama. No, no, right. no, no. We You'll don't know. Like that's the opposite of what we want here at yeah. that. Only have those conversations when they're absolutely necessary and you see either one of you being affected, mm -hmm. but a friendship should truly be like life giving and that you can get together. You can make funny jokes. Somebody mm -hmm. can stop by and just bring coffee or say, Hey, I was just thinking of you today. Like a text. Of, yeah. Here's some scripture thinking of you, not because anything's wrong, but I was just thinking of you. Right. Um, or to say, Oh my goodness, look, I was at the store and this was so funny to me. Or do you remember this moment? Little things like that. Yeah. That's what builds your friendship. And then when you have hard seasons, mm -hmm. you can go to those people. But don't create That's drama. That's a good point because you will have seasons. You will yeah. have seasons, you know. But if you're constantly walking away from someone, not feeling good, like you said mm -hmm. earlier, I've had friendships like that in the past. They're no longer friends. I don't really see them. We just grew apart. But I'd walk away going, oh, that just wasn't, I know, I didn't feel good after being with that person's presence. Mm -hmm. You know, and a couple of times of noticing that, it was just wasn't for me. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. You know, obviously it wasn't for them either because we just kind of like grew apart, mm -hmm. you know. That's no. a really good point. Don't create a sticky situation if you don't have one. Yes. Oh, it's huge. Friendships are hard. They can be. And you're but right. They're they worth don't, it. They are so worth it. Yeah. And it's not just women, but mm -hmm. women especially can be dramatic. We can mm -hmm. be catty. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can be mean mm -hmm. because of the words that we say and to recognize that in ourselves and in one another. I would say the other thing the last thing kind of that to touch on in a friendship is maybe a friend hasn't done anything to affect you, but you see them, maybe they're posting things they wouldn't normally post. They're talking to others differently, but they're treating you the same to have the conversations with them as well. I know you mentioned that earlier, but that's also a friendship is to hold one another accountable totally. and say, I, I've noticed this change what else is going on in your life? How mm -hmm. can I pray for you? What do you, where do you need me to come in and walk alongside of you? Mm -hmm. Do you just need me to hear you out right now? Mm -hmm. um, because that, it doesn't always affect you. Right. And that's a very disarming way to say that. I think that's very well said because if you come at someone asking them, asking them, what's going on with you right now? Mm -hmm. That can either, because I think with women, I know me, I really have to watch my tone. I yes. can be quick. I can be snippy and I don't mean for it to, but if there's something going on, I have a hard time um, hiding that. So that was really, really good said, well said as in, you know, what else is going on? How can I be praying for you? Yeah. Do you just need me to listen? Or I read something the other day and it said, when someone's telling you something, and I kind of related this to my teens, you say to them, like your teens coming to you and you say to them, do you want me just to get, do you want me to get involved? Do you want me just to listen? Or do you want me to, there's, there's another thing. And it was so good because it basically wasn't like jumping in and let me fix yes. this for you. What do you need from me? That's a great question. Yeah. Because sometimes you just need to be listened to. Sometimes you want help with it. And sometimes you want their perspective. Mm -hmm. It doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah. And I think that's a very caring thing to do as a friend. If someone came to me and said that to me, I'd be like, oh, well, yeah, I'm kind of struggling right yeah. now. Let me so tell you all you about were, it. Yeah. Recognizing that. Or yeah. Sometimes they don't recognize that they are doing that to I other agree. people. Be and they don't recognize what has affected them. But mm -hmm. it gives them a moment to say, oh, yeah, yeah something is going on. Yep. Again, changing the perspective, calling it out to where they, they can start hearing themselves when they're saying do or posting these things. They'll now recognize like, oh, this could come across. So that's so true. Yeah. But I want to just 
end by giving them encouragement mm-hmm. and not feeling defeated. We can oftentimes feel defeated in having these conversations or feel like, oh, that was a heavy weight. And sometimes mm-hmm. having these conversations lifts, lifts the weight off of our shoulders, but it's still very hard. Mm-hmm. And my biggest thing I would say is if you're in a season where you are needing to have a hard conversation, my biggest advice, and I've learned this myself, is to give it time and and meeting with this person. Oftentimes I would say, well, let's just meet now, get it over with, mm. when's as soon as you can get together. Mm-hmm. But that's not actually helpful for me because then I can go in with like an angry attitude yeah. or the defense side of things. But when you actually give yourself time to process it, okay, this is how, you know, you can plan how the conversation is gonna go mm-hmm. in your mind. but to just say, okay, let me calm down for a second. (laughs) Which is so hard to do. Yes. That can actually be more beneficial because now you've let it kind of sit. Mm -hmm. You've thought about it. You've probably hopefully prayed about it. Don't give it too much time, but there's that happy medium and you will know what's best for you and that friend. Um, But it's okay to have these hard conversations. It's important to have these hard conversations. It can actually, I feel like strengthen your relationship. I mean, think about your marriage, right? Like when you go through hard seasons, then you, 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 you communicate and whatever, you know, and then you come out of it and you're stronger, Yeah, you know? And so that, that can be as a friendship as well, because when you've endured seasons and and struggles and you've come together and you've rebonded and you've refigured your friendship, it can make it stronger. Yeah. And then you also have a really, you know, that you have a safe place because you know, that person values you because they've come to you. Yeah. No, it's huge. Do you have any last words of wisdom for (laughs) the ladies listening to us today about sticky friendships? Well, I just think that, um, you know, if if you meet somebody and it doesn't click right away, not you, Mm -hmm. it's not them. It's just that's not going to be your everyday friend. I think that people just maybe put too much emphasis on it. Let it flow naturally. If it's meant to be, it will be. You're going to meet a friend. You're going to spark. You're going to laugh. You're going to like the same things. And it's going to go from there. But if you don't have those friendships, they'll come. Don't be too hard on yourself. And then just, you know, if you... Another thing that I'm trying to do more this year is when I think about people, I'm trying to reach out. I'm horrible at it, actually. I'm I, I can't even tell you the last time I've done it. But anyway, I, I'm going to do it. But is thinking of you, like you said earlier. So those little things, that cultivates a friendship. If you've met someone and you really want a friendship with them, do little things like that. It's not hard. A three-second text or a call or whatever. Thinking of you today, hope you're having a good day. Little scripture, little little emoji, whatever. And just, you know, if it's important to you, you'll make the time. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, off of that, I think the last thing I would have for them is you will have different seasons with your friends, not necessarily bad ones, but you might be closer to one person Mm -hmm. for a few months because of a work situation. Maybe you went on a trip with them and that really bonded you guys. Um, But then you might grow apart for a little bit and not in a bad way. I'm right now, I'm trying to be intentional with a friend, uh, just helping her out with her family and saying, okay, how can I help you? Do you need me to just come over and be with you? And that's huge. But then having my other friends know, okay, I need to really focus on this friendship right now, Mm -hmm. but that has nothing to do with you. I want to make time for you. I'm going to have conversations with you when I can, but no, our friendship is still really great. Yeah. Um, And to have that time and it's okay to just see where you're at, evaluate where you're at in your life. For sure. But we thank you so much for joining us today. We hope we were a little bit helpful and we are 
praying for you and be prayerful in your conversations that you have. And we hope that they go well because they will, especially if you put God at the beginning of them. Yes. Which again, it's easy to say, but hard to do. So That's right. just however you need to remind yourself to do that. But we hope you join us on our next topic, which is going to air Wednesday, April 13th, getting real about raising disciples. So that can be hard, but it can be really fun. And if you enjoyed this episode of Getting Real About, make sure to follow us on our or on your preferred podcast platform. Share the episode with some ladies or friends that you think, hey, maybe listen to this because <laughs> you need to have a hard conversation. But we believe every podcast episode has something for everyone. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Have a good day.